Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I listened to the little bits and snippets of the last thing I recorded, and it seems like I could hear just fine, even with the blowing wind. That's a good thing, because the wind's blowing again today. Actually, this microphone's really impressive I, with the way that it damped and dulled out all that, yeah, all that uh, wind interference. Google's really good with that noise suppressing software. I wonder how many. <laughs> wonder if. I wonder if uh, recordings will ever be, will ever be true to fact, so to say, so to speak, or if they'll always be noise suppressed eventually. So I don't know. Whatever. Am I trying to take this in a dystopian direction? This is supposed to be a holiday. You know, it's a nice day. Well, unfortunately, I didn't wake up early enough. I didn't show up for my girlfriend today, so she's mad at me. But that's quite understandable. So I'm deciding to do something useful with myself. You find me out here. It's a Sunday. It's Valentine's Day. Improving myself. Going for a walk talking into a little black rectangle. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's improving myself, but we'll see. It's a beautiful sunny day here in San Pedro, California. Azure sky streaked with white wisps of cloud. Sun bright as anything. Pretty house on the right. It's got this sort of uh, circular tower-like structure halfway embedded into the front of it. It's really pretty. Also has an astroturf lawn, which is weird or interesting. I don't know. What do you think of astroturf lawns? I mean, they definitely look fake. They don't need much maintenance, I suppose. You don't want a dog to piss on them, unless maybe they're made for that. Like, they do have those, those, I don't know, there's, there's some product that I used to see advertised in Santa Monica back when I lived around there. It's like this, it's like this green AstroTurf doggy box but that, I think that might have just been for the poop. And you pick up the poop, and the poop doesn't leave any residue. I don't know how it's supposed to work. Maybe you had to resurface it every now and again. I'm going for a slightly different route today. The more secluded side of Paseo del Mar, the one on the side of the Korean Friendship Bell. A little bit less good of a view of the Friendship Bell. Well, <laughs> Friendship Bell. And it's through a chain-link fence with barbed wire at the top, but there it is. This used to be part of a military base after all. All of the chain-link with the barbed wire is probably just part of it being a park. It's a nice big parking lot. You can do a lot of things in that parking lot. Some dope music coming from the left. 
some people in a Volvo doing I don't know what. I glanced over, the dude went, hey! <laughs> what? Whatever, okay. There was a honk. I was sort of torn between curiosity and whatever. Doesn't matter. Looked like people that it could be a risk to get involved with. Even though that was intriguing. No, not today. We're keeping to ourselves today. Unless there's some good reason to talk to somebody else. Just passed by a few people. No icons. Not for many of them. Must be a social group thing with them. talking out loud there just really aren't that many interesting things to say but as before again I expect I'll stumble across a couple nuggets now I was surprised and pleased and happy aggrandizing to say that like you are impressed with yourself in some way uh, I think that's actually I think that's actually a silly thing and it can cause this artificial modesty that is not true modesty it can cause this like facsimile of modesty like you know how modesty is supposed to look and so you um, and so you imitate it for the sake of being or seem, seeming virtuous. And the truth is that you're not being virtuous at all. Because I think modesty has to do with uh, a frank and accurate assessment of... The f- well, okay. Well, like, I think it, it wouldn't be modest if someone is playing themselves up all the time or impressed with themselves but then 
anytime someone else does something in the same vein or the same area to then to not not be impressed with it or, or to be jealous of it or to put it down in some way as, as a way of trying to protect themselves and their own status in their head but I think like someone who does something really well ought to be able to say like damn I did a great job uh, and that was that was pretty friggin' awesome and if they also say that honestly of other people and say like and, and are just as appreciative of other people's as of themselves I don't think it's immodest to say that that you did something in a really fantastic way lots of people here at the seaside enjoying the Sunday sun and the Sunday wind Happy day. Why? I'm just passing by a lot of people, so it's a little bit weirder to be talking out loud with my thoughts. But you know, I just did it with walking by a guy with a black lab, and he didn't even look. He didn't. He didn't care. <laughs> and why should he? I'm a total stranger. All right. Let's get that liberation. Not feeling so self-conscious now, are we? The battle is won, stroke by stroke. And with good management. Gorgeous view out to sea. The sun is behind a few light clouds right now, and so its light is scattered so wide and spills out towards you off of the ridges and ripples of uncountably many waves. perturbations in the water throwing the sun's light back up at you in this patchwork shimmering pattern you know what I'm talking about you've probably seen it before oh my god I don't know do I have a god but that right there is gorgeous One good thing about Los Angeles. <laughs> there are lots of good things about Los Angeles. Oh, it was funny meeting so many people overseas this last year. Took a big, 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 big trip. I met so many people, and a lot of Ah, I mean, they're, well, the 
people who are excited about. <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, my uh, my mind isn't that organized right now. I'm gonna have a hard time making like deep through lines of thought today. I haven't slept enough. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to divert to where my mind is going rather than just standing here dumb. Um, so, the reason I'm in the doghouse and I deserve to be there is that... I don't know, you can decide. No, I, no, I deserve to be there. Is that my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend lives in Spain, uh, we had planned to get together today on a WhatsApp video call and make cookies together, like, put separately. She make hers, I make mine. And then we watch a movie. And I woke up with my alarm. I stayed up way too late. I mean, I had such a hard time going to sleep. But, but it's, you know, but I've been consistently staying up late, so my fault for not saying that like hey I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up soon enough but what I should have done what I should have done is I woke up at 10 I sent her a message hi with a heart and then I decided like you know I'm just going to drift off for another few minutes sometimes that works but today big mistake big mistake I woke up and I an hour and 42 minutes later, at 11.42, looked at my phone, oh, fuck. And there were five messages, the last of which was, I'm really tired of this. Oh, because every now and again, I'm supposed to show up, and I don't, enough, and that's my fault. So, uh... Yeah, so I was in some trouble. And what I should have done was just before I went back to nap, or I just stay up for a few... Well, I mean, either, like, you just stand up <laughs> and get up at the time. You're tired as hell. But Or if I was going to go back to sleep, should have stayed up until she replied, saying, like, hey, I really just need to t take a nap. I'm exhausted. Is that all right? Can we meet a little bit later? Because we were supposed to meet a half hour after I woke up. And that probably would have been fine. Probably instead I just... was like, okay, well, just take a little nap. Oh, come on. Communicate. Communication is so important. Don't take the weight of the world upon yourself. If you're not ready... I mean, people understand. That part didn't really make a lot of sense to the listener. have said something didn't now it's time to learn yeah sure
never want to feel this way again. Like this disappointment in myself. And understanding that in this case, a key to avoiding disappointment in myself and the frustration of a loved one towards me and also just generally is communicating openly, honestly. Don't have to stoically hold it all inside. Just deal with it. I mean, that's appropriate in many circumstances, but here, just say, oh, hey, look, I stayed up way too late. Is that right? If we push it back a bit, I know we were gonna bake cookies in about half an hour. Ah. So, I'm living with the consequence. And I have now reiterated the point, <laughs> not ad nauseum, but at least five times. So it's time to move on again. Time to move on to the next thing. That's what I've been doing today. It's like, all right, well, that part is a bust. We're not going to be talking. She's upset, wants some time for herself. Totally understand. It's quite reasonable. Now, I'm going to spend some myself making moves in a positive direction. Here we are. Paseo Del Mar. Those wild palm trees, the bushes growing out of the side, those cute, cute squirrels. I haven't really seen that many today, but then maybe that's because there were just tons of people in the park and they were a little bit more wary. Then again, there's still time. Well, I am coming to the end of this grassy stretch of park before we get into strictly residential and then we go to White Point Reserve, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see too many squirrels. I also haven't been looking for them, but then again, even when you're not looking for something, sometimes you notice it can never be sure what will catch your eye from its corner. Hmm. Have you ever seen those videos of people sneaking up on their cats with cucumbers? Oh boy, that's all, it's, <laughs> I mean, I laugh and I feel bad because you're, because you're freaking your cat way out, you're, you're making it think that, that a snake is sneaking up on it, that memory is so deeply imprinted in that species. <laughs> Man. So, anyways, it's a fun experiment to do. Yeah, if, if you don't think that instinct is real, if you don't think that that uh, creatures are born with some natural physiological responses, some natural behaviors to external stimuli, just next time you see a cat and you happen to have a cucumber in your hand, 
sidle up behind it and slide that cucumber slowly into its visual field. You'll see what I'm talking about. And by extension, human beings, I believe, have that very same... Uh, have... well, don't, don't have that uh, response to stimuli. Well, but yeah, if you could see, like, uh... Okay, let's not go. Just let's take it one thing at a time here. Like, also have physiological responses to external involuntary physiological responses to external stimuli. And I think one of the threats that we are that we have developed an instinctual response to are snakes. For instance, there are a lot of things that I really like about the TV show Newsroom with Jeff Daniels. <laughs> One of the things that makes me laugh about the intro footage to season two, if you go and look up that video on YouTube, I'm sure you can find it easily. I mean, I don't know for sure, but the newsroom season two intro is that there's this one shot i mean there's so many cinematically well done or interesting things but there's this one shot of that audio visual cable on the floor sliding around like someone is pushing one of those you know tv cameras and, and the and the audio visual cable is following it but it moves so much like a snake that the first time i saw it i i jumped involuntarily i think that I think that most human beings... Well, I, I think that that was an involuntary physiological response to external stimuli, which is not the result of experience, but instead the result of past experience, you know, experience of one's ancestors. You know, and... I, so we have responses to snakes and arachnids and giant cats whatever it is oh man recently saw some pictures my girlfriend sent me some pictures of uh, people we keep Norwegian snow cats as pets hi have a good one thanks um, those things look fierce And in the pictures, they did not look happy to be carried, picked up, and put on display. They were, uh, they were enormous, and they're gorgeous animals. I don't think it belongs as a house cat, though. As a matter of fact, I mean, oh, any, any cat being a house cat, I feel bad for them. I don't know if I've ever... Hmm. Well, let me know if you've ever met a happy house cat. Or, like, a, a house cat that's really suited to house catting. I don't know if any of the house cats that I've known have, like, truly been suited for it. Well, I mean... Mm, yeah, a few of the 
cats that we had growing up. There was Labette and Lebeau, <laughs> the beast and the beauty. Um, like, they didn't show any signs of wanting to go outside. Uh, one of my siblings' house cats, uh, one of my siblings' house cats, Pseudo, definitely wanted to go outside, <laughs> would, would, uh, would take any opportunity to try and sneak through the door. It was actually a really annoying little bugger. Um, yeah, I think cats are just a little too wild. Those ragdoll cats are probably fine. <laughs> you, know, you can only keep them inside. Otherwise, like, coyote will come after them. They'll go... Um, yeah, but cats are just so much wilder than dogs in general. Dogs are a little bit more uh, dependent. Please. weird the disagreements we get into between people like people will start well and it's not as if they're it's not as if it's a uh, disagreement with any animosity to it but people will start shouting almost literally screaming at each other at a wine bar in a dispute about cats and dogs Oh man, it gives me a headache just thinking about it. But at the same time, getting to go to a wine bar every now and again would be better than <laughs> always having to be in the house. I've heard Australia went into lockdown again. Ten new coronavirus cases. That's all it takes. 10 cases, the whole country's clamped. You know, good for them, they've kept the numbers down super low. I'm not in a position to judge. Well, I mean, I could. <laughs> but I'm only reporting right now. We've just got to White Point Reserve. Beautiful trails of White Point. I'm gonna try a different route again in this part. I think it's gonna be a shorter walk, shorter recording, shorter podcast today than the last one. Sort of found myself getting into a tired rhythm. Maybe I just need to go back and take a nap. I don't think I'm going to make those cookies that I was going to make. I mean, I was going to make them with my girlfriend. It was principally to have something to do together. I was too optimistic about the time that I could wake up. And we're moving on again.
beauty. Yeah, you know, that's something. Uh, I won't say that everything, everything in the natural world is as beautiful as everything else. But the number of marvelous things tell the difference between what we call a natural thing and what we call an artificial thing pretty quickly, like immediately. How to close the gap. Know, if you do or if you care. Right, and then there are those who say that what's artificial really is natural, because we're part of nature. That certain aspects of that idea appeals to me very much. Because after all, we are natural phenomena. Phenomena arising from the natural world. our five-digited hands and vocal systems capable of complex speech, which are not unique amongst the species, but still marvelous. <laughs> I remember... Uh, I remember feeling somehow cheated or upset when I was a boy not to have opposable toes on the feet, you know, not to have those kind of hand feet that chimpanzees or many types of monkey have. So I'm like, ah, why didn't God make us with hand feet? <laughs> we have more capabilities. Flight or breathing underwater. Yeah, imagine human beings that could climb trees with their feet alone. <laughs> so, uh, could fly and breathe underwater. Yeah, well, oh, but you have to have so many physiological changes for flight. You have to have such lighter bones. You don't need feathers. You could do the bat thing. Yeah, yeah giant skin flaps. Yeah, I think I'm okay without all that, yeah. We can stick to aircraft and wingsuits and paragliding. We have uh, enough cleverness to invent our own artifice for that. Well, I'm going to turn, turn back around here. I think this has been good. Three quarters of the way through White Point. hill off inland. It's now to my left, was to my right a moment ago. Rises with so many delicate tones.
deep, dull purple, blotched in with faded winter mint green. What are those? Guys? Sage. Okay, yes. Yeah. Quite a bit of sage on that hillside. And then there's some... That's a sweet family passing by to my right. Well, I hope they're sweet. I think they're sweet. I'll believe for the moment they're sweet. And it's not any of my business if they aren't. <sighs> Keeping yourself honest is a full-time job. Hi. Hi. Yeah, there's this tiny little concrete guardhouse type thing left over from when this was a military base, I think. Like the Nike missile days. <laughs> it does look like it was transplanted right after, right out of a war movie. But it's, it's this tiny, goofy little structure that people used to go in there and smoke pot. It's all boarded up, but people will find a way to do what they want to do. Whew! That's heavy. Well, can be heavy. We'll find a way to do what they want to do, or go crazy from keeping themselves from it. Hmm. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. I know I've driven myself crazy for long periods of time. I'm just letting the crazy seep out of me. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, there's a wonderful book which is full of nuggets and mother loads of crazy called Ender's Game. A lot of people have read it. It a science fiction book that won the two top science fiction book awards of its day. I wonder whether the Hugo and Nebula Award are still issued or if it really matters. I don't know. The science fiction reading communities pretty And it was made into a movie. Oh yeah, many will remember the furor that was made in the news about boycotting it, because the author of the book and writer of the screen, 
Spotify, I believe. Orson Scott Card is a Mormon and consequently does not believe in the right of same-sex couples to marry and has given money to organizations which support that position too, so there was a huge boycott before the word canceling was used in that way, sort of canceling of that. Um, and the movie was... Oftentimes, I enjoy a movie that's different from the book and appreciate the ways uh, that changes are made. For instance, many of the changes which are made between the Lord of the Rings books and the movies are excellently done. If you have an intimate knowledge of the books, as I do, um, and of watch the movies carefully, like thinking along with the books. Um, you could take the attitude of disappointment that some things are, you know, that are not included, that's not done verbatim. Uh, but I don't think that that's really the point. I don't think the point is to necessarily reproduce the story with 100% uh, accuracy to, to the detail, necessarily. Suffice it to say, I think a lot of those changes are made really great. Um, not so with Ender's Game. I found, I mean, and it wasn't just because I was going in with an expectation of like, well, this is how the movie was going to be. It's the movie, because the book was such and such a way. I, uh, it's the same uh, with the movie of Artemis Fowl. I think that they were both fouled up in the same way. I mean, this all really doesn't matter when <laughs> talking about silly movies. Um, but, you know, for the sake of something to discuss. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you know, I, I, think, I think many of the same people were involved in the making of both of those, which makes sense. You know, I think it's, it's like taking a... Well, in the case of Artemis Fowl, it is a children's book. In the case of Ender's Game, it's not necessarily a children's book. However, it is uh, much more geared towards children and teens than it is adults. Although I think adults could find, could find it quite interesting. Um, but... With Ender's Game and with Artemis Fowl, I think the uh, sad truth is that it was the making of a famous book into a film for the sake of a quick profit. Well, for the sake of, yeah, and, and it's, oh, it's, they're just so badly done. It's astonishing and unfortunate sickening, depending on who you are. <laughs> then again, don't take art too seriously. It's just art. However, I will say that 
some of the cinematography in Artemis Fowl. Well, I mean, the special effects are amazing. Uh, however, I really don't care about those in a film if they don't support a good plot. Um, the special effects are amazing. A lot of the cinematographic shots, especially of the Irish and Northern Irish coastline, are phenomenal. I had the pleasure of spending the majority of the summer in this pandemic on the Northern Irish coast, just uh, just down from the, just like 10 minutes walk from the Giant's Causeway. And many of the um, shots of the North Irish coastline, which are included, like there's one shot of Dunluce Castle for no reason, but it's a beautiful shot. <laughs> there's shots of the the waves crashing against the cliffs and those little nuggets are beautifully done and worth appreciating. But I don't think that the movie as a whole is really worth seeing. Let's see what's in the little free library. Hmm. No new appearances that I'm really interested in. But that's fine. I have too many books already. And if I took it out, what are the odds that I would read it? Pretty slim. Pretty slim. One book I read this last year, The World According to Garp, I'm really grateful for. It's quite good. It was left on the floor by someone who slept across from me in a hostile dormitory in Edinburgh. Shout out, shout out to Greyfriars Kick-Ass, or was it Kick-Ass Greyfriars or the other one? Yeah, Kick-Ass Greyfriars Hostel in Edinburgh. <laughs> I was sleeping in a 30-person dorm. For 30 people, it's quite a cozy room. Just potentially a lot of people. Um, and uh, there was this girl who came in for just one night, and we sort of had a chat the evening she came in, and she left early in the morning. And I saw that she left a book, The World According to Garp, which was made into a Robin Williams movie, which we just saw the other night. But that book was really good. I don't necessarily recommend it. The reasons why I appreciated it were quite personal to me. The fact that I grew up in New England... However, you know, if you're a big reader, why not? If you don't like it in the first 10, 20 pages, just set it aside until a time when you will, or never read it. <laughs> uh, there's so much to read, it's astonishing. Like, I think it's time to stop feeling, like, guilty for not having read something or other. I think the main thing for me is just whatever I do read to be worth it. I'm not that fast of a reader. But, uh, you know, so I can't afford to spend time on a bunch of crap. Yeah, generally, two things that I look for in a book. 
One, well, in a novel, any type of fiction. One, that it strikes a deep chord of feeling with me somewhere and helps me, and as a consequence, can help me understand myself better. And two, that it's writing the language, the use of the words is something that elevates, which is beyond my own capability. Uh, I mean, reading something, I mean, it, it was really frustrating. It's really frustrating for me to read a book which strikes a deep chord of feeling and is either poorly written or poorly edited. It's just, ugh. that same feeling of disgust <laughs> that came with Ender's Game and, uh, and Artemis Fowl, the movies. It's like a, a felt sense that someone didn't care enough to do their job. Someone didn't care enough for like, yeah, but, yeah. and it's rare to find people who are so zealous and energetic what it is that they do, that they'll, that like the, the joy and pleasure and mm, pure muchness of what they're doing is enough for them to do it, and the, and the fact that they got to make a living from it is just very happy, maybe not accident, no, not accident, but just a very happy combination of circumstances. Hmm. Has anyone else found that they really prefer walking on grass or dirt or some natural surface to asphalt or concrete? I've been noticing that these last few weeks as I've been walking. Would you like me to take a picture for you? Okay, Okay, yeah. Well, have a good one. Yeah. Um, <coughs> they're setting up their Instagram post. <coughs> that lady's makeup was on fleek. Yeah, when you do encounter someone, it's just the joy of the thing is enough to do it. Mm. How liberating. I wonder if everyone has that inside of them. It's just a matter of uh, people being let loose, set free by one means or another. I know I do. I want to break free. I'll loosen up this voice of mine to say what it wants to say without fear. And when people don't like it, with compassion. Whatever. <laughs> Just being, being too egotistical, Derek. <laughs> it's about me.
wind blowing right at my back, carrying me down blowing a little from the left, so I'm not really floating on air. Still feels nice. Alright, well, the voice has become scratchy, considering bringing this to a close. We'll see. I mean, there are no right decisions. They're only right or wrong decisions where goals are concerned. If you have a particular result in mind, you know, the issue is, if you're pursuing a specific result or goal... Whoa! This is a good one. Let's see if I can put this thought into words. If you're pursuing a particular result or goal. That's when there are right or wrong decisions to be made in approaching it or achieving it. However, if you're not making the right decisions, developing the right habits, exhibiting the right behaviors, and you're still working towards that goal, you'll be totally frustrated. Matter of fact, you might be moving yourself opposite to what you want. So, whew, you know, and it's possible, <coughs> it's possible to be in a state where you are so consistently doing and so convinced that these that these ineffective behaviors will get you where you want to be that you continue on with them this one is really important to really critically examine what your behaviors are actually doing or what what your goals really are, because sometimes you might tell yourself that you have a goal, and the frustration of not achieving it constantly is real. But it's not really your goal, not really what you want to do. This loops back to what we were talking about with, you know, what you want to be, like presidency and so forth last last time. But don't worry about it. If you didn't hear it, this stands on its own. Um, but then also, uh, what loops back is like I said last time like the people who want to hold high elected office need to ask certain questions of themselves and I think these are the same questions I'm talking about in terms of personal goals it's like if you have a goal you should be asking yourself mmm smell of barbecue wood burning um, personal goal if your behaviors are effective towards it and even if you want it I think that's really important for people to have things that they want that they 
I'm, I'm speaking too generally. I should be speaking more personally here. Yeah, I don't have enough experience to make that statement. I suspect it's true, though. case, I've had uh, long stretches of time in the past where yeah, or where there was that mismatch between behaviors and goals. But here's, I think here's where it becomes the worst, is when the person's, uh, when there is some person or group of people, yeah, it's usually, well, I'm thinking specifically in terms of a group of people or a culture that believes that the way to achieve a particular goal is X, Y, and Z behaviors. But the fact is that those behaviors um, don't achieve that goal. Uh, and especially if that organization, group of people, is one, uh, excuse me, is, is one such that certain people are benefiting as a result of other people being stuck in ineffectual behavior. And I'm and I'm thinking specifically in this case about charismatic Christianity or what I have encountered in charismatic Christianity. Um, you know, if you don't know what that is, whatever. Uh, but if you're interested in if you're interested in looking it up, do so. Um, okay. Not to derail myself. But um Right, and charismatic Christianity, there are lots of people talking about how prayer will make you more spiritual, but there's no idea of, like, how to pray in a practical sense, like, that's why things like different types of meditation, or even one, like, there's, there's one practice of prayer which is essentially just insight meditations. It's Vipassana, but it's made Christianized. They say that the origins of it reaches back hundreds of years, and, you know, and that's probably cultural cross-pollination. I'm not trying to say one group or another, like, that it belongs to them. It's something called centering prayer. It's like, that there are certain types of prayer practices which So that's why I was like really a, like a sigh of relief, breath of fresh air to find something that has some kind of measurable effect, not just subjectively, but that you could measure in a scientific study, you know, but if it has subjective well-being and you're not polluted, and 
I mean, even if you are deluding yourself, I think that, that may, maybe that's okay. Um, but I, I personally don't want to be deluding myself. Um, I think that was sort of the attitude that I took with that guy who read my astrological birth chart, which I mentioned on last walk. It's like, alright, well I'm open to you doing that, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep myself at a certain distance from this, not set myself up as someone who needs something from it, but instead try and think of it as uh, dispassionate a way as possible. <clears throat> well, the throat is hoarsening. I'm so close, though. <laughs> I think. I think closer than last time when I ended it. Ah, let's take it all the way home. Not that one decision or the other would be better. Let's just take it home. sometimes blows so strong <laughs> that the the branches that grow in the direction that the wind blows from just bend over just lives its life perpetually in a lean it's beautiful it's you know, stability equilibrium has those roots that spread way out and go way down Always standing on one foot. I wonder if any branches were... Well, I mean, some debris and things came off of it, just like all the other trees as a result of the recent windstorm. I wonder if any big branches fell. I didn't see any, so I doubt it. Or if branches were cut off because of being damaged or just 
for, for some other reason. I sort of doubt that too. I think that the that tree has just grown into that shape because of the constant the constant seaward zephyr. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you didn't, I would encourage you to stop <laughs> listening. And if you didn't enjoy it because it provoked some negative feeling for you, I guess just ask yourself why probably don't want to hear that from someone that you feel intensely negative toward. <laughs> but it's good advice. Um, and if you feel some intense positive feeling, please share. You know, or the other feelings, you can share those too. to be out here to please anyone. I hope I'm not deluding myself in, in thinking that I wouldn't mind if someone shared some intense negative feeling. thing is, how could I be upset? Most people in the world don't even know me. I don't think I really feel a tremendous need to be known by strangers. And yet, that might wind up happening. But maybe I'm deluding myself about that one. Maybe I do have this intense, not-so-secret need to be known <laughs> by people I've never met. Oh, wow. The wind blowing is making this, uh, it's making this telephone pole creep. This telephone pole has, like, it's all this, I don't know what kind of equipment it is. It's probably some kind of, like, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think it's, like, Wi-Fi equipment. It's nailed onto the top of this, like, sort of scaffolding thing that's hanging there. but it's creaking, I think, louder. But maybe that's because the wind, when it abates, gives it time to, like, swing in a rhythm, so the amplitude increases, whereas when it was just, bah, more full-on, like the... It was just leaning over to one side constantly. I wonder which one is more destructive for the... Uh, one is, is, is one more compromising to the integrity of the structure. 
that sort of constant swinging slowly loosens the nails. <laughs> and they come off and the whole thing comes crashing down. I wonder... Somebody could call somebody about that. I wonder if those, if that thing, that addition to the telephone pole is from Cox Internet or what? Probably. Cox is everywhere. Too much Cox around here. It's goddamn Cox. And with that, and with the last 50 feet on the way home, this has been Derek. Have a great day. Bye-bye.